Hey, what is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Searchcast, Season 2, Episode 35, presented by Primo X Hockey and part of the 5GSN Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Kat Hunter. And if you're on the YouTube version, there is a blank screen. We don't know what's going on, technical difficulties, but our guest is here. Uh, if you're listening to the to the actual audio version, which will be out later today, because we don't, we can't keep the people waiting. We can't let them wait for another day to, to hear our guest. But we have a very special guest today. When Bailey told me what was going on, I was like, don't be playing with my heart now. Don't do this to me. <laughs> but we, you know what, Bailey, since you were able to get the guest for us, oh, please introduce him for us. Our Putting amazing me guest. on the spot. So if you, you guys have probably already seen the graphic on Twitter, uh, but if you've been living under a rock, we have none other than our play-by-play announcer for the Canes, Mr. Mike Maniscalco. Mike, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Bailey, and I assure you I'm here, and it's probably better <laughs> that I have this blank screen. I do not know why my camera is not we're, giving me access to this, but here we are, and happy to be here. Yeah, well, we're just well, gonna say we're gonna say Colin from Home Ice is just hacking your feed. That's all we're gonna say. That sounds there. about right. That sounds about right. I mean, <laughs> so the question is: Are you are you in the igloo office at the arena, or are you like you're, are you safe somewhere from the? Court? No, I'm, I'm at my I'm at my house. I'm at my desk. Okay, that's good. As long as it's not the freezing office where you know you and Shane have to figure out how to navigate space, it's all good. Well, <laughs> no, I don't mind that the office is cold. It just bothers me that a guy who grew up in Sylvan Lake in Canada, which is I think eight feet away from the Arctic, always complains. And he played hockey his whole life, always complains about how cold my office is. So. Why am I not surprised? I mean, you know, Shane Wills, everybody, you know, I mean, but, you know, Mike, but Mike, Mike, I was going to say, we actually, you know, we, we like to multitask at PNC Arena. So when I figured it out, when I'm not in my office, uh, the restaurant uses my office to hang frozen meat to make sure that it doesn't spoil. So that's why they keep my office. And I think uh, a balmy, you know, one degree, it feels like. So <laughs> and, and you, you got to make what your resources work with. I guess. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I love the fact that you always got to give them a hard time about you, about USA and Canada hockey. It's just absolutely amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, oh man, the Kane's cast episodes over the, like, I mean, they're always good with the last two, just talking about like the stadium series and, you know, the hall of fame game. And then of course, you know, the alumni game, like, Let's just start off with the questions for you. Like, what was that like whole experience like? Just being able to like going from the, like the Hall of Fame game, go into the Stadium Series, and then go into like the Alumni game. Just that whole, even like Fan Fest. Like, what was that whole experience like for you? Well, the the thing for me is uh, for the Hall of Fame game. You know, I've been pretty fortunate. I've, I've been here for fifteen years, and Cam Ward is one of the the best people uh, I've gotten to know in this job, and. Uh, the funny thing about covering hockey, it's you don't run into too many people who you're like, well, that's not a good guy, right? I don't enjoy talking to that person. But for Cam to, to get that night and for the, the fans to give him the appreciation, because, I mean, let's face it, uh, it, it as far as the postseason goes, um, when he got into the postseason, I think he showed everybody how good he was. He never lost a Game 7, the Stanley Cup championship, and then an Eastern Conference final. Uh, but, you know, you I, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, point the finger here. I'm not going to be Stephen Colbert, you know, <laughs> wag of the finger and tip of the cap. But, you know, you, you got to point to somebody when teams aren't successful. And in sports, you can point to 
the starting pitcher in baseball, the quarterback in football, and the goalie in hockey when teams aren't winning. And uh, I think for his career, it was pretty unfair, a lot of the brunt of, you know, why isn't this or why isn't that? Because you have people who look at numbers, 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 and they tell you half the story, but they don't tell you the whole story. And he, he was a guy who that night was amazing. So to be part of that and for him to, you know, kind of get the, you know, I, I – I'm speaking for Cam and I shouldn't be doing that. But for me, it was cool to see that moment of just how appreciated he was now that the career is, is done and, and he joined the hall of fame. Then you go to the fan fest on Friday and um, you, if you guys are listening to the podcast and thank you very much for listening to Kane's cast, we appreciate it. Five stars, best really? friends for life. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the NHL was pretty open with any of us when we'd asked them about, you know, putting the outdoor game here and they were, they were reticent because they're like, oh, are we going to sell tickets? And, you know, all of the the old tropes that go with it. Yeah. And then Friday, when Friday happened, and I mean, we all knew that the game sold out because uh, the number one question that I get asked uh, usually is, when is the team going to make a trade? And this year, it was, do you have any tickets to the outdoor game for me? Like, <laughs> Uh, I and I, I wish I was joking. I had somebody the morning of send me an email going, uh, just you know, are there two tickets lying around anywhere? I'm like, no, no, there are not two tickets lying around. But you get to oh Friday and it's rainy and we're out there on Fayetteville Street, and twenty five thousand plus people showed up to the fan mm-hmm. fest, and and that I think for me was the yeah. There's nothing to worry about about how the weekend was going to go. And then Saturday itself, uh, I've covered a lot of events. I've covered playoff games. Uh, I've covered NFL playoff games. I've covered final fours and championships. Nothing comes close to what happened Saturday night in, in Raleigh at Carter Finley. Yeah. Uh, it, it was oh just, gosh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, um, uh, I still get uh, the camera won't show it because my camera doesn't want to work. Uh, but I, I still just thinking about it, uh, the, the hairs on my arm get raised from just the entire spectacle of it all. And again, all due respect, I know they said it was what. 56,961. There were, there oh, were 57,000 people. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, 60. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was like 60,000 people just standing like, yeah. It was yeah, insane. That, that, that for me, and then the vantage point that Trip and I had being right on the glass, right on the blue line, like that close to it. Uh, just for me, it was the best thing that I've ever gotten to cover, be a part of. And when it was all said and done, everybody in the NHL said the exact same thing. We have not done an outdoor game that was this well-received, went this smooth, and it was as good as you could have possibly hoped for. And, you know, the fact that the Canes won is really the icing on, on the cake so for me. So much better, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was just, it was just an unbelievable event to be a part of. I I know, it was just, I know, because all of us were there, you know, we were all telling and stuff like that. It was, it was actually, like, our second game all hanging out together because Bailey's in Colorado, and, like, I'm in South Carolina, and Kat's in Virginia. So, like, we're all in different places. But just, like, that whole week, well, the whole week was just amazing because, you know, the stories of Eric Cole and them talking about pranking Cam at the hotel was just hilarious. Cam, his reaction was just so great. And, yeah, like you said, Saturday, I mean, the flyover was just amazing, the, the different colored lights in the – Obviously, them one and two. It was like I I was at Game Seven in 06 when they won the cup. But like I think that weekend, like that day on Saturday, is probably like almost a one B event to just in, unless you were like there to see the team win the cup. But it's like, like and the fact like everyone keeps talking about it afterwards too. Like days later, I oh, this is going to be talked about for weeks. Months. Oh yeah, no, this years, will be talked about for years. years. No, absolutely. yeah, years I, for sure. 
I will say it felt like the weekend just like continued on and on because I did go to the alumni game. Um, and Mike, you were hilarious. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so much at your commentary and it was great. And going from that and then watching, of course, NC State and UNC, but like it was just nice. Like I was like, it feels like the weekend still, and I didn't want it to end. Lack of sleep and all. It was Sam, yeah, no. Great. I, I, <laughs> I I did not want that week the whole week to end. It's like, can we just can we do it again? Like well, I'm gonna do it again. Cat Cat, I'm glad you brought up Monday too, because you get six thousand people to show up for the outdoor game for the alumni. And and that's just a blast because I I know that with Rob there, there's only so far I can talk about. He really didn't want me to go through the introductions quicker. He just wanted me to say the name so they could play, like no other build up and <laughs> what they did. Um, but like that that to me was that was the, the capper on on the weekend for me that that monday afternoon and then it's club hockey and this is why yeah. i don't want it this is why i don't put up and, and tolerate with the folks who say well it's a non-traditional or it's not a hockey market you had twenty six thousand plus to watch club hockey at yeah. carter finley and that to me uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up cat because that to me really just was the exclamation point on an awesome weekend. And I can assure you that there were some guys who carried Saturday well into Monday uh, with the, <laughs> the celebration of the weekend and all things hockey. Yeah. I know that, that was just so cool of all that happening. Of course, you know, the, just seeing like, you know, Cam Ward in his old school, like alternate Jersey, you know, stopping some pucks, you know, Shane Willis still having the, having the scoring effect too. I always considered him like one of the, what was it? Wade Minter only playing 10 minutes of hockey. Yeah, I call shenanigans on Wade Minter only playing 10 minutes, even though he plays goalie for all of his like beer league league, teams. Yeah. Wade Minter. (laughs) No, because he wasn't in goal the whole time. Uh, It was because he was on the ice. Well, well, because I I know, I know, you know, Mike, you and Shane talk about because the fact that Cam wanted to see his kids, his kids wanted to see him play too, which is, Really amazing. Of course, you had Brooks, you know, Roddy, yep. Eric Cole rocking the backwards cap with the mustache. Like, just, oh my goodness. Like, all the, like, it's crazy the fact that, like, this, this team is only 25 years old. But you look at the full, like, scope of our yep. alumni already. It says a lot for how good this organization has been for just all the guys we've had in the short amount of time this team has been around. Yeah. And, uh, and it was something that Rod said, there is a tradition here now and I'm not going to waste any more seconds on, on Wade and his lack of playing goal. He's got- <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, but the, 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 fact, the fact is, you know, and, and what's cool for me about this is, you know, when I, when I got down here with, with 99, the fan and started radio, there were people who'd call up and be, you know, why are you talking about hockey? You know, and this and that and the other thing. And I mean, I get it. And, you know, the, the team had only been there for 10 years. Well, now it's 25 years. You guys are part of the generation who grew up with it and mm-hmm. get it. And it's in your blood. And that's what has to happen. You know, time is, is one of the things that makes tradition in, in these memories. So that's why from, you know, the outdoor game on the 18th, there's, there's going to be some kid who was, you know, 10, 11 in, in that stadium who 25 years from now, their kids are going to be there. Like it's, it's now the tradition that the, the, the snowball is really rolling down the mountain. And, and that I think to me was to see that and how many guys live in the area. They didn't just come back in for the game, but they live here now. Yeah. Cam Ward lives here. Tim Brent lives here. Um, you know, Patrick Eves lives here. Jay Harrison lives here. They all moved back. 
when their career was over. And, and that to me is what kind of defines the, the, the tradition now here for the, the Carolina Hurricanes and, and what they mean to the community. And it's just, for me, pretty cool to be a part of it. And it's weird for me to think I've been here for more than half of it. You know, I'm like, well, you yeah. know, they, I've, I figured, yeah, they've been around forever. Well, I've been part of it for 15 years. And to watch it grow from uh, when I got here two years after the, the Cup to where it is now, it's, it's just phenomenal to watch because there were, there were some lean years, if I'm going to be polite. We call them, we, we call them, them the, the dark ages. The dark ages. <laughs> yeah, we call them the dark ages for sure. But I, mean, I have to say, though, real quick, though, before we go into the fan questions, Eves's beard has to have seen some stuff because that was, I did not expect Eves to have a beard like that. That was absolutely insane. <laughs> well, I like to say those, those lean years were wandering in the wilderness, and evidently so is Patrick Eves. <laughs> that thing is magnificant. I'm yeah. sure that ran I'm into sure... Brent Burns out there, too. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am sure that he has seen some things go down in nature when you have a beard like that. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, yeah, probably. You know, the, the stories, he, and he's one of the nicest people you ever want to meet, too. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, there, there. There's some really good facial hair, and you know, a few years yeah. ago, Eric Eric Cole was putting the beard out there, like he was. Uh, he did, a man, yeah. of, a man of the mountain. So it was a good time. So yeah, even even the mustache now he's rocking is really nice. But oh yeah, yeah. so. Another quick, well, we have to do a quick shout because I know you guys did it on Kane's Cast, but obviously we got to shout, shout out Shane Willis for setting up, you know, the alumni game, oh. helping out a fan fest. Like he's an absolute legend. I mean, scoring a goal in the alumni game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's he's still got it, and I mean, like I said, having you on is really huge, and you know, having like we hope to get everyone from Valley on because we we appreciate all of you, you know, you Shane, Hannah, and Trip. I mean, you guys do so much, not just for. It, it, like your your jobs and what you guys are required to do but you it like you guys taking the extra step and getting mm-hmm. as involved as you are in the community and just doing what you guys do you guys are such huge influences to everybody not just us um so thank you for everything that not only you but everybody is part of the crew does um it, it's huge well th- thank you for saying that but it, it's they're good people and there's there's not enough you know i like to joke with shane but there is not enough good things i can say about Shane and the things he does behind the scenes, like just oh, yeah. half, you know, and less than half of his job is uh, the youth hockey program, which is a big reason why I think there's so many people and there's so much more interest in, in the game here because of how he's grown at it at that level. And the time that he puts in, I, I joke with him. I don't know when he slept the, the week of uh, the outdoor <laughs> game the stadium series, but everything he organized from the alumni to, to all of the skates that were on that rink, you know, he oh, had to make was... sure that it was all coordinated. Uh, and, and he's phenomenal. And for me, I, I love the fact that when I got put on the desk for TV, that Shane and I worked together. And it's just one of those things where, you know, how's it going to work? We, we knew each other, you know, we, we'd talked to each other before, but it was one of those things we sat down instant friends. Uh, and then trip, uh, what I love to say about Trip is what you see is what you get. There is no other, <laughs> no other version of him. Like people always ask me, I'm like, no, this is this is him. Uh, he, he's got a heart of gold. He'll help you out. He'll he literally will give you the the shirt off of his back. The hugest uh, kaniac. Oh, the, 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 the original. All of the kaniacs. He's the uh, OG it, kaniac. It, it is funny because I like to joke about uh, Trip and I from this this standpoint. We are very much like Chris Farley and David Spade. Only oh yeah! Only if David Spade was putting Chris Farley's body, so I became, I, you know, I become 
David Spade, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the fat guy in the little coat and Tripper is more like Chris Farley personality wise. So and that's, that's why that big, works. And Hannah, big man Hannah, in a little coat. Exactly, oh yeah. He is, is, I always threaten I'm going to do that, but he wears Armani. So I don't think I'm going to do that to any of his jackets. Oh man. But and Hannah's just Hannah's just this wonderful person. Oh, uh, she's she, such know, a ray of sunshine. She she comes yeah exactly Bailey. She comes from St. Louis. She's super nice. Uh, she's a professional through and through. I have I have not been around many people who have her work ethic in in her preparation for a game uh, that she gets into. She knows her stuff front to back, but. It's one of those things now because we've gotten to know her really well. We're like, you can't be this nice. There has to be something we don't know about you. Uh, but she she is. She truly is. And I, I think that she's just been a phenomenal addition uh, to the broadcast oh, yeah. because you can, she, you can throw her curveballs and she hits them out of the park. And it's, it's I know, yeah. Well, she, she came everything. in and hit the ground running kind yeah. of like, I mean, like we joke about you guys are all characters and we like, oh, appreciate you guys. But for someone to come in up from the outside and be like, whoa, what am I coming into in a good way? But like she just. And totally like, nailing it at that point. Yeah, like, 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 the, like the episode that she did with you guys on Kane's cast. Really amazing. It's like going, like even dropping nickname suggestions to like Yahtzee and a whole bunch of other things. It's like, yeah, to have her, bring her into the group that we already had, like name a better, like four person like tv crew in the nhl you, well, you guys you guys are kind for saying that and we appreciate it so <laughs> yeah all right so jumping some fan questions real quick because i know you got i know we're on a little bit of a time constraint but we do want to get a lot we had a lot of questions and i had to we had to try and figure out how to get these to work out so our you're, first you're, you're kind of popular i don't know if you we, mi- that we might not uh <laughs> we might not ask collins we'll just we'll leave that for Oh, uh, I mean, let, let's face it. We don't need to answer anything from Colin right now. Because <laughs> no, no, no. Put it out here. He keeps trying to accuse me of being a sleeper agent for another organization. I think it's him, and he's trying to deflect. I mean, we'll put it out there. Hey, a guilty conscience always talks a lot more. Uh, ex- you know exactly. I mean? Thank you. Sir. I mean, you never know. That's that's why I'm Colin's least favorite host on my own podcast. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so this is from a Juliana Moore, friend of the podcast uh, at Jewel sixteen fifty three on Twitter. She goes, "Who is the funniest player you know that you have interviewed, and what was the most memorable interview?" Uh, the funniest, it was a runaway until about. Uh, a few months ago, Chad LaRose was oh, just LaRose. phenomenal to talk to and always had a funny story. Uh, you talk about a guy who appreciated every every minute of being in the NHL and how he got there and the work he put in to do it. But Seth Jarvis is now very I popular. knew it. <laughs> he is, I was going to be like, can I guess who it is? I think it's Seth. <laughs> it's, it's, still, it's still Chad but Seth Jarvis has, I mean, he's still got a long way to go, but he is on the road. Uh, in the, the Canes Corner, uh, which is, by the way, coming up tomorrow or today, or it already happened, depending on when you're listening to this podcast with uh, Brady Shea uh, at Backyard Bistro. But the Canes Corner with Seth Jarvis was fantastic. I, so I, hosted, <laughs> I hosted every one of those for 15 years, except for one. And I, I don't remember outside of Chad laughing as hard at what a, a player said and said. And the most memorable interview I had was Peter Morozik after the Canes clinched the playoffs on the back. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's yeah. I'm, I'm taking that one with me. 
you have to yeah the verizon one was so great i mean the fact that you and seth even got like girl scout cookies too at the very end was <laughs> so great like what a way to cap off that whole thing was just it's like, here's your cookies <laughs> well the best part about that is he turns to me afterwards he goes great i don't gotta go grocery shopping <laughs> That's I such love- a twenty-one-year-old response yeah. to somebody I- who's only a year older than. <laughs> I, 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 la- I was laughing at the uh, when Brent Burns scored when he was like when Seth was in the goal under the goalie. He's like, I didn't even want to look up because because you never know. So, well, with, with his luck, I'm surprised he didn't get dinged. So it's yeah, good. right, exactly. He uh, he's just like hunkered down under the goalie, and I'm like, well, he, at least he knew better to to just keep it low and don't get hit. <laughs> exactly. I I knew I would love. Seth the moment he had that news that interview where he was like I'm a big advocate for naps I like naps they give me a hard time about it but I really like naps relatable kid yeah Uh, oh and trust me the older you guys get I totally relate with nap time I think yes we need to bring it back it's not just for kindergartners anymore uh Brent Burns also a great uh great not sneaky just a great interview because Oh, uh, he's yeah. so self he's so self-deprecating in, in his sense of humor is off the charts too. But there have been there've been a lot of guys who are really funny throughout the years. Oh, so. oh for sure. We like I really want to get like a vlog series, even just for like a day or a day or so of just Seth and, and Brent Burns together. Cause I think that'll be a phenomenal just like here's a video for the Canes YouTube. Just follow those two around for like a day or like a whole week. Right. I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you a good Seth Jarvis Brent Burns story. Um Oh, yes. uh, People people always, you know, oh, do you have this scripted? You know, do you have things prepared for when guys score goals or things like this happen? And my answer is no, because uh, I'm not sitting in a mirror trying to work out a call. I'm not going, going, you know, holy guacamole. I'm not doing that. Uh, I just I there are people who do and they have their script and stuff. And it's great. It works for them. But, you know, I try to, to be in the moment. Uh, and when Brent Burns set up Seth Jarvis for his second goal on his hat trick, oh, I was trying to play off of the fact that, you know, there's an older brother, younger brother vibe with those two. And I didn't get older brother. I got the old man sets up the youngster. That's what came out. And I don't <laughs> want to embarrass the players at all. I don't ever want to say anything that, you know, they'd be like, Hey, why'd you say that or whatever? So I had to wait. There was an off day. And uh, the next practice was at Carter Finley. So I went into the, the room and I walked up to Brent. And I go, Brent, I'm, I'm sorry. I got to apologize to you for the call the other night. Um, you know, I didn't mean anything by it. And he goes, well, and again, this is great. Why? What'd you say? And I go, well, when you set up, I go, when you set up Seth Jarvis, I said, the old man sets up the youngster. And he goes, you don't have to be, you don't have to apologize for that. I am an old man. And just the way he said it, like the room was howling. He goes, Look at me. I am an old man. And so. Then I went over to Seth and I go, well, I don't have to apologize to Brent, so I'm not going to apologize to you for calling the youngster on the team. And he goes, he goes, no, that was sick. He goes, call the youngster, and then move on. So that is awesome. Oh, how how can you not love this Canes team? It's just it seems like everyone is just a, like a great. Character. Everyone just meshes so well together. Yeah. Like I we, know. We I talk know. about Burns and Jarvis. What about uh, KK and Jarvis too? Like, oh my they have such a nice dynamic. It's a bromance. Recent, it's a that recent interaction. I think Trip posted. Yep. He said he wanted to give them both the dig in. Oh yes. And he said so and they were like, "Oh, we'll fight it out." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think part of it, the, the one thing that the organization does is they do their homework on the character of the people who they're bringing in here, and I think mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. And you know, we take it for granted because you know, Yasperi Kotkaniemi has been in the league for 
five years now, you know, the same with Andre Sveshnikov, but he's only 22 years old. So the age yeah. gap between Seth Jarvis and uh, Jesperi isn't, isn't that big. And mm-hmm. yeah, their, their personalities, they are very similar. Like you don't, uh, the Finns are generally, you know, kind of quiet, kind of reserved, but I can tell you every single one of the Finns in that locker room has a phenomenal sense of humor. Uh, Jesperi's is a little bit more forward. Uh, Tavo is maybe the most sarcastic and sardonic human I being believe I've it. ever been around. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 the storm surges, he's like, all right, we're yeah. done. Deuces, I'm out. Forget it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the guys to just go mob him after one. Just That just might see. happen. That might happen. We'll oh, see. that would be so. fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we this is – I only got part of the question in because these aren't the banners aren't long enough on StreamYard. But so this is from uh, Catfish Curtis, my dad, Jason T. Curtis. Yes, <laughs> so here's part one of the question. Then I'll I'll read off part two off of Twitter. Um, what roles did John Forslund and Chuck Caton play in your development as a broadcaster, and eventually you taking over as the voice of the Canes? Uh, well, with Chuck, when I was on the radio side working for the fan. Uh, there was a year where for home games, I got to sit in on the second period with him and, and be the analyst, like, you know, the fans analyst for it. So just working with Chuck, that was that was pretty impressive to see. This is one guy doing it all himself, Hall of Fame broadcaster. And Chuck was always great with his time. Um, you know, Chuck and I still go out to lunch uh, at least once a month or try to, you know, try to make sure I can do that. Uh, so Chuck was, was huge and just always positive for anything. And, you know, just hanging around John watching his epic and, uh, how, you know, how detailed he was in his preparation. You get some stuff by osmosis on that. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, his other part of the question is also living in Colorado. I miss listening to 99, the fan. I, I gotta know who has a better face for radio. Uh, I think it was Adam gold. And I think the other one is Joe Ovi's. Well, that's a tie. They both get on the platform. So they both both win the gold. So I'm not going to pick one over the other on on both of them, but they both were made for radio. Period. Yeah. I hope they're listening, guys. (laughs) If they are listening, hey, hi, Chuck. What's up, guys? (laughs) All right. So this is uh, from uh, Beth at Wonder Beffers. Uh, This is is a three parter. Uh, How did you start? How did you get started in broadcasting slash play-by-play? Do you have an announcer you idolize or try to model your craft after? And also, what's the best part of what of doing what you do? And I'm glad she asked the first part because as somebody trying to go into the field that you're currently <laughs> in, I'm incredibly interested. <laughs> uh, I wish I could tell you it's a wonderful story. Uh, let's take it. Uh, let's let's take it with the first one. So. I got started in broadcasting. I went to a, a Division three school in the SUNY system, Buffalo State College, and I was going to play football, and I hurt my knee. Uh, that's the short story. And uh, so that wasn't going to happen. And I'm like, well, what, I'm, what am I going to do now? And I walked into the student radio station, and as fate would have it, the uh, it was all student run. So the sports director who was doing play-by-play for Buff State football couldn't do the game that weekend. He was talking to the guy who was the analyst, uh, Mark Gordon, who was the first play-by-play guy I ever worked with. So you'll see where the story is going. Um, They're saying they can't do it. And I'm like, well, I can do this. And they're like, you can? I went, yeah, I called my high school football games. I played high school football. I did not sit in the booth and call them. (laughs) I was on the field. Uh, And so they're like, okay. And like, they didn't vet anything out. So basically I lied my way onto a broadcast. And uh, there you go, Bailey. 
And, uh, I love it. <laughs> and, I didn't, and I didn't look back and I just kept showing up at the radio station. And uh, again, it was college uh, radio. So it was 91.3 WBNY Buffalo's original alternative. So not really a sports station, uh, but we were the first to play Oasis in Western New York. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the guys in the back, it was, you know, very much like, uh, uh, you know, all of those movies, they'd open up the door and the smoke would come out behind them. And the one guy who ran the station goes, sports dude, the other sports dude's never here. So now you're the sports dude. And I went, what? And he goes, you're the, you're the sports director. So I was oh. uh, the, anal- I was the wow. analyst my, my sophomore year. And I knew the players and I like, I knew the playbook and the coaching staff and all that. And then uh, my buddy Mark graduated. He was actually, when people talk to, I, I model myself or, you know, is there, Anybody, Mark Wharton, the guy who I worked with in college, because he was unbelievable. And uh, I wish he would have gotten a, a shot to do play-by-play. He was great and um, still a very good friend of mine. But, yeah, he left. He graduated. I didn't say left. Uh, he graduated. Smart guy. And then uh, the next two years, I, I moved over to the play-by-play chair. And that's how I got into play-by-play. Uh, Vin Scully is the announcer who I, I idolized of the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm a huge Yankees fan, but I got the baseball package so I could listen to Vin Scully. Uh, that's the God's honest truth. And the best part of what I do for a living, they pay me to watch sports. I don't know how it gets any better than that. So, and I, I mean, don't have, and I don't have to pay for a ticket. So that's, uh, it's too far. Oh, it can't get better than that. No, it, it's, it's hard to living the dream. That's, oh my gosh, that's for sure. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the story. That's the story. I was going to say I, setting up great influences for people like me. Oh, and yeah. Mike. Uh, <laughs> Uh, basically, it was uh, from from the movie Ghostbusters. If somebody asks if you're a god, say yes. If somebody asks if you've done this, say yes. So I did. <laughs> make back. it, so, make it till you make it, Bailey. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Somehow, it. somehow it worked out. No, but I, I, I've never. I hate that saying, "Cat," because you can do it or you can't, and, and that's <laughs> the thing. And, and somehow, by the grace of whatever is out there, I, uh, I had a plan and, and followed it because I knew that's what I wanted to do. Uh, when I, I was not going to be a player. And by the way, I wasn't going to be a player anyway, because the, the lack of talent was really going to hold me back from, from everything else. So the uh, the broadcasting wheels got kicked into motion a little bit sooner. So thank you to the rut in the field that I stepped in. And oh, uh, that, that's the end of it. So, Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I know we're on time, so this will be the last question. Thank oh, yeah, gonna... no, we can, we can extend it a little bit more. We got to talk. Oh, all right, awesome, fantastic. Um, sure. So this is from Spencer uh, from Mac Winnen on Twitter. Give your favorite Hurricanes memory from this season and all time. I feel like I have to modify this, though, because you mentioned that the outdoor game yeah. has been, like, your best memory. Yeah. We, we take that out of the equation. We take this whole weekend out of the equation. Smart thinking, yeah, yeah. All right. So the best memory this year, um, the comeback against the Kings is pretty phenomenal. Uh, just how that all all played out. There might yeah. be some recency recency bias to that one, but you know, just that moment. Um, I, I think Andre Sveshnikov's uh, second hat trick, his first hat trick against Edmonton. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, and I've I've got like. 40 hat tricks this year, I think, to pick from. Uh, <laughs> Martin of hat trick in, in St. Louis. A whole is, lot to pick from compared you know, to last season, too. I, I, yeah. Hey, Seth, Seth Jarvis getting on the shorthanded to finish off the well, hat trick. I mean, you know what? I, I think I think I'll go back to it. It's, you know, I'll go to Cam Ward night. It's Cam Ward night, and Seth Jarvis scores his first NHL hat trick. Like, that's that yeah. to me, because like I'm, I'm trying to flip through it all. That to me, that night was just fantastic from. 
start to finish how it played played out. And uh, my favorite Kane's memory, you know, I could go with the, you know, anything that was done in the past. I'll just try to keep it in the time frame of since I've I've been here and, and covering them and, and working for them. Uh, I'll go back to getting into the playoffs, the Peter Morazic uh, oh, yeah. bench interview. That that's up there. But if there's a game, 2009, uh, everybody loves the shock at the Rock. The two goals to beat Jersey oh, Game Seven. Yep. The the win against Boston in the Scotty Walker goal. Uh, oh, where, yeah. where I was in the press box, and I've never heard a building go from that loud to that quiet. And it happened against Boston, so that makes me even happier. Uh, so uh, that that to me, that Scotty Walker goal is one of one of my all time favorite moments of of being around the Carolina Hurricanes and, and being in TD Garden for it was uh, even more special. Oh, I, I, mean, I mean, so many great memories. You know, last year only giving him one goal the entire season was just absolutely phenomenal. Too, Freddie gets like a shutout. And I think it was like what the six nothing game or something yep. like that. So a lot of great memories of just you know quieting Boston down a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's always, always nice. It's always a good time. And they're not doing anything this year, right? I mean, I haven't been paying attention. I mean, not that uh, I'm paying attention. Yeah, I, I only I only pay attention for fantasy points. That's literally. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if we're talking about freaking Boston goalies and the fact that I didn't get any extra points from that, that yeah. oh yeah, I'm sorry. Goal. Welcome, to, <laughs> welcome to ESPN, where you can, goalie goals don't count. Picking up Olmark at the beginning of the season was the best decision I ever made for this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, should have had you help mine and Shane's team in the goalie department. We just kept oh, waiting. Trust me, you don't want don't my help, Mike. Mike. Instead of the league, I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm happy with my hurricane I got on my team. I got Marty Nietzsche, so I mean, not too upset about that. It's working out well for you. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Uh, this is from Catherine at CatSTL8895 from Twitter. Uh, what has been the most successful game you've called for the Canes? Uh, I got a couple of playoff wins in there. So uh, the Max Domi Game 7 game last uh, year, which um, – which our Valley Sports South crew just won an Emmy for. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. That's, that's yeah. congratulations. That's all we should Bailey, we should have mentioned it at the top of the show. No, no. Emmy, no, we did. Emmy we win- did. We did. No. Yeah, Emmy winning, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That wasn't in my writer that I, you got to address me as such. I'm an Emmy winner. <laughs> yeah, a- a- Emmy winning play-by-play broadcaster of the Carolina Hurricanes. Add that to all the credentials, Mike. <laughs> but I will, I will, I will say that if you're asking for the most successful, I mean, we won an Emmy and the Canes knocked out the Bruins in the playoffs. So it, it's a two, it's a two for it, it's, it's, it's a, unless, it's a it was the, for unless it was a Stanley Cup, you know, Game Seven. It's hard to hard to climb that mountain. So hey, you never. know. You Cross never know. Finger, knock on wood. You never know. So I mean, I want to be. Yeah, I want to be upset about it. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to jinx it though. So <laughs> no, no. Uh, so this is from the last. This is our last fan question. This is from a Joel James at Joel James 15 on Twitter. Were you born with a broadcasting voice, or did you have to hone your skills through many trials and tribulations, like a quest? <laughs> uh, it's funny because uh, I was talking to my dad earlier this morning, and he always said, "He goes, I knew you." Uh, had a voice to be successful. I just thought it was going to be Mickey Mouse because I had a very <laughs> high pitched voice uh, for a long time. So no, I, I don't. I haven't honed my skills. My voice uh, over the years uh, has has changed and developed into this. But you know, I don't do the, the Ron Burgundy. Oh. In New York. The, arsonist the bellow. Feet. Exactly. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, because people ask me that all the time. They're like, well, do you, you know, is that your voice? I'm like, yeah, this is my voice. I don't, I don't think I sound any different. I don't try to sound any different. Although right. it is funny when the Canes score a big goal 
Uh, I have noticed I do revert to my 14-year-old self uh, from time <laughs> to time. Uh, I don't intend to do it. It, it just kind of happens. But uh, so, you know, it's a big goal if my voice cracks. One day, one day. It's my I'll... favorite. I mean, part of the broadcast, Mike. If I look I, away from the TV for a second and I hear Mike's voice change a little bit, I'm like, "What am I missing? What is what happened?" There was no classes. There was no project of honing my voice. It, it's just kind of uh, years and years of talking has gotten into to this talking, waking up early, drinking far, far too much coffee than what I really should. Uh, that's a big part of it. So, yeah, yeah no, it's like, like, like the goal calls too. like how you say, so like Sebastian Ajo's last name when he scores a magnificent goal or like, like what like, voice cracks. It's so emotional and it gets you into it. And it's so great. Uh, I, I know it's like, so like, so my question for you is this is going I'm back. I'm glad the camera's not on because I don't embarrass easy and that it, it embarrasses me that you're like, Oh damn all right. That means um, we just gotta get you that means we just gotta get you back on a second time then so we can actually get you. Well you, you on zoom this time so StreamYard <laughs> doesn't screw up your phone. That's fine. No, I, I moved to the iPad because the phone wouldn't even let the microphone work. Oh my so gosh, even the not. iPad's not working. I'm gonna worry. All right, maybe <laughs> I gotta I gotta talk to uh I gotta talk to who is it, Tim Cook, whoever runs Apple? They got to work with me here. Yeah, okay, come on, guys. I'm an Emmy winner, Apple. <laughs> I'm a winning Emmy, Better than this. This is blasphemy. Oh, my gosh. Hey, this, we've got to get you on a second time, Mike. But um, so back, piggybacking off goal calls, what did you say is probably the most easiest name to call and the most, like, difficult name to call when it comes to, like, goals or, like, something Or what was the hardest happens. for you to learn? Uh, yeah, that very, too. Yes, Barry Cook and Emmy is tough when you're in the moment there's there's a lot of syllables in there um, yeah, a little bit that's why we do that's why most of us just say kk <laughs> uh val Filpola was the hardest name for me to get Oof. down i always wanted to throw in like extra letters that weren't there mm-hmm. uh, yeah um but you know and then i finally get it and he's not in the league anymore so that's great thanks val <laughs> um but like easiest name is is you know smith <laughs> i don't well, want craig yeah. smith scoring goals but for the canes no. uh stall is an easy one um oh, yeah so that's you know for me jordan stall and then you can just revert to saying the captain um but yes barry is a tough one um Teravinen can be tricky depending on what's going on, but I've right. said that name so much. It's uh, just going with the Canes. Um, that's it. And then it's for the rest of it. You know, you just, you do homework. I, I do joke. I do more homework now than I ever did as a student. Uh, and the, the worst thing is I try to watch as much and you get every pronunciation and then, you know, a guy will get called up or, you know, somebody's out and you, you can catch the name right. And you go to the, and I'm not blaming the NHL for this. They have a lot to do, but they give us a pronunciation guide. Oh, and yeah. I go off of that, <clears throat> and I can't That's tell you why I've never said Svetch's name. <laughs> That's well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you look at the time. I got to go. Uh, <laughs> because the, the job isn't easy. And they give you this guide, and, like, you'll, you'll follow it. And then somebody, and I understand that, you know, fans – Canes fans, you want everybody's name right. And and that's what Trip and, and Hannah and Shane and I strive for, that the guys in that locker room, we say their name right. And, um, you know, Jesperi Kokinemi is an interesting one because when he comes over Canada, they 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 hit the the vowels hard, you know, early on. You know, it's Kokinemi when he came over. 
And yes, Barry told Trip, no, it's Kote Kaniemi, but that's how it is in Finland. Well, we want to say it how you want us to say it. Yeah. Um, and then there's some guys who will like change their name. And I don't know if they do it to mess with the media or anybody else, but you know, <laughs> I, I'll bring up this name and people will roll their eyes. But Brad Marchand from years to, from year to year goes to Marchand to Marchand. Yeah. Oh, like, gosh. And, and now I just do that. I've heard both and we move on. Uh, I, oh, my. Of course, it I has to be Mark. Must be him that has to make it so difficult. Well, I was actually year. thinking, I was actually thinking Stevie when he changed. That's he what like, I was going to bring away. <laughs> Just FYI, yeah, no, you're saying my name wrong, but say it's anything. okay. So this, this, all right, so the Stevie Lawrence is, this is a great story. So again, I, I growing up where I grew up, there was a broadcaster and a player named Jim Lawrence, and he's from the same town as Stevie Lawrence, same town. And I, at first I thought they were related. So, cause his first camp, his rookie camp here, I asked him, I'm like, Hey, are you related to Jim Lawrence? Is he like your granddad or something like that? And he goes, I've never heard that name before. That should have tipped me off. Um, but it didn't. And we said, you know, I said Lawrence and he didn't say anything. He just kept moving on. And then, I'm sure he got it a lot growing up too. Well, like, yeah. So that's the thing. This is this is a far more intricate story than it needs to be, um, <laughs> because so then he shows up and it's the pandemic year and we don't have access to the players or whatever. But Kane's Vision does all the stuff and they're like, hey, just say your name in your hometown so we have it. And he goes, he goes, Steve Lawrence, and the people like what? And so we're like, his last name is Lawrence, not Lorenz. And he goes, yeah, it's Lawrence. And so he's told the story several times. So I go up to him like the next year and that we figure out it's, it's Lawrence. And I go up to him and I'm like, is your last name Lawrence or Lawrence? He goes, well, I don't care. I'm like, you should care. He goes, well, ever since I got into hockey, it's been Lawrence. And, you know, and he's the nicest human being possible. Oh, I didn't want to tell people it's wrong. I'm like, well, what's your name? And he goes, well, you can call me Lawrence because you did it all last year. He goes, but, you know, if you say Lawrence, my dad will put a tear to his eye that he hears his last name. I'm like, that's your name. Goes, it doesn't matter. And so then finally I go, what does your mom say? Like when she introduces your family and she goes, Lawrence, I'm like, well, that's what you are. So then we go to Vancouver and I meet some of Steve's friends who are outside waiting for him. And I go, they're looking for me just turns around the corner and i'm like uh, who you're waiting for because they knew who i was i'm like who the hell in vancouver knows who i am um and whatever and the one guy goes why do you call him lawrence and i go because he said that's his last name and he goes no in school it was lawrence so we're all trying to figure out why you went to that i go he told me it's lawrence so who comes around the corner steve and i go you have i go you have to explain this now and he goes oh he goes these were he goes these were Canadian school kids. We don't know what to say. And I just went, I'm like, you're Lawrence. And I'm walking away from this conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yes, the, the Stevie thing cat, that's, that's how it played out. Like to oh the moment. Gosh. Oh my word. That's, that's Such so a awesome. Stevie thing too. Like just sitting there, a smile on his face. Like, oh. call me whatever you please. Well, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell anybody they were wrong. It's, it's your name. Steve. I know. Dude. Come on. <laughs> It wasn't like they were digit off on a math question. Oh god! <laughs> oh my gosh! So I, it's just like the I have like I have a friend whose name is like Daniel, but he'll go by different groups of people. It's Dan, Danny, or Daniel, and like yeah. that makes sense. But the fact that it's his last name that he's like, it's fine, whatever, just yeah. call me that. Well, trust, answer. trust me, with my last name, I've heard it all, 
<laughs> oh no! I can you know, only I just imagine. get I just get to a point. I'm like, well, it's this, but you know, as long as you're not announcing it for anything, we're fine. Uh, but like the the second C gets dropped, the you know the first C gets missed. There's no I've, like I said, I've heard it all, and so that's mm-hmm. why I I really want to be correct when I get the pronunciations for it. You know, when I say at least, I want to make sure that everybody on the Canes we say their name the right way. But I was gonna say. Will, I'm- I'm glad you put the effort in for that because watching the all-star game and hearing all the incorrect oh, pronunciations of players' names were, yeah. that was a uh, little rough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> glad you, uh, uh, yeah, not that you have to say anything, Mike, from yeah. a fan perspective. Like, no, it, like, as a fan, it, it's nice yeah. knowing that our announcers kind of take and not even but, but, all of, but all of them do. Like that's the, the thing that the NHL broadcasters the work that they put in, and that's one of the things we will talk about before a game, especially when you're you're seeing like Anaheim, uh, who we only see twice a year. You're like, hey, this is this is what we're gonna say. Do we need to to change it? Is there anything we need to put in there or, or whatever? And you know, you'll get these stories. They're like, well, it was this last year, but now they're telling us it's this. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, that that does happen. And a lot of times, you're, you're dealing with uh, a lot of foreign players who you know how we right. pronounce. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, completely different than what they do. So, they just go with it because first off, their English isn't great usually when they come over here. And this is now we're going into a way different uh, geography and uh, social studies class here. But you know, they they don't they they're just like oh whatever we're playing we don't care. But then you want to take the time to make sure you get the names said correctly, and that's what it comes down to. And uh, as I've I've found out that. Um, for a lot of the Russian names, you're supposed to put the accent on the middle syllable. That's that's how they say it. Okay. But when they come over here, it's just, you know, like the great Sergei Samsonov or Samsonov, as Chuck would call him. Uh, in Russia, it's Samsonov, but Sergei had a great line. Again, speaking of things changing, he goes, uh, my kids are American. I've lived here forever. My my name's Samsonov here. Like, and the, the line is here. And you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. So, Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. So I know, So going back to the game series real quick, because I know you, you and Shane talked about it. Shane... Try to go above and beyond for the for the for the money line on beers consumed and all that <laughs> stuff. Did did he manage? Did he manage to get like the food from the tailgate consumption number or like how like how did that go? Because I think you we, got shocked to talk about it before too. We we didn't talk much about the the food, but he <laughs> did have a golf cart and he did zoom around from what I was told. So oh, that's... Uh, I, I am sure he hit the over in the in the tailgate consumed on the because I, I, I know you had to do it for you because you had to be there so early and you weren't able to make it and stuff like that too so i mean it's just <laughs> hey shane doing shane things i guess just trying to oh, yeah. trying to keep it for it <laughs> he he had to he had to live for me uh in that situation <laughs> oh my gosh well like i i the fact we got you longer than we thought this was just absolutely amazing. Like I said, just thank you so much for giving us like time to talk to you. This <laughs> check this off the bucket list of guests we've wanted on this podcast. So like I said, just thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. This was amazing. This oh, was no, so much well, fun. No, pleasure was all mine. Thanks for having me on. Uh, again, we'll have to do this where I have a working camera. <laughs> Figure that one out. Definitely. So we we look forward to more um goal calls that just you hear the excitement in your voice and more of <laughs> just 
just the the stunned reaction to some of Tripp's comments and <laughs> the, the phrases like when a player loses an edge and you're like, looks like there was a sniper up in the third. <laughs> it's, it's the best. That's one of my dad's favorites. Every time, he, like you'll he he's like that's he'll and when he sees players lose an edge now he'll say it now and he's like i gotta mike said it now that's all it's about but we love listening to you on the broadcast and those are very memorable moments well thank you very much again now i'm glad that the camera was out because the, the embarrassing moments came up over here so. blushing stop yeah, it I, 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 stop I, 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 no stop, stop. <laughs> Please, no keep no stop no. <laughs> no, stop. We keep going. Thank, no, thank no, stop. I'm uh, Emmy, but it's fine. I have an Emmy. It's okay. I but mean, like, yeah. you don't talk about it, I, I have an I'm Emmy. Praise, <laughs> praise me. I got an Emmy. Oh goodness. Oh, okay. Well, so thank you. Uh, enjoy the hockey, and it should be a a very fun, uh, fun finish to the regular yeah. season, and then the real fun begins for the Carolina Hurricanes. Thank yes, you. we are super excited for the playoffs. But yeah, so that just that yeah just. I'm we'll pray for you for the rest of the week, Mike. It's going to be yeah. this, is this is one of the longest weeks in hockey. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. And please, if you have any rumors, send them to Shane Willis's social media. He doesn't have one, so thank you. Yeah, very much. it's it's, it's, right it's at not Shane Willis. Exactly. On Just Venmo him at Shane R. No, never. No. And, if, and if anyone needs extra tickets to games, just email Mike. Oh yeah, Mike. Exactly. <laughs> Especially like the morning of, or maybe two and a half hours before puck drop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. best time. Best time to get in touch with me for those things. I mean, hey, I had a Raleigh firefighter uh, on the Hall of Fame game ask me, "Hey, hey, can you want to work with me on Saturday?" I'm like. No, <laughs> no, but thank you though. But no, no. And, and right. before letting you go, Mike, it, it was a pleasure meeting you uh, the other Friday at Fan Fest. Um, next time y'all are in Colorado, we'll have to try to meet up. I'd love to see you guys and say hi. Yeah, sounds great. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah of course. All right. So... Have a great rest of your day, Mike. <laughs> Thanks. Mike. I, I'm waving. I, I realized I just waved <laughs> the blank screen. So <laughs> thank you guys. Take care. Have fun. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Bye. <laughs> That was Mike Maniscalco, and oh my absolute goodness. Did, oh, jeez. Did that just happen? Did, oh, yeah. Did, oh, he yeah, had I love him. great stories. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, all right. Oh, that was just, that was awesome. All right, so. Also, going, hilarious and a class act. Like, he, he only had the best of words to say about um, other broadcasters in ESPN, even as us as fans sometimes don't. He, yeah. again, class act. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We definitely got to get Mike back on again and, you know, just hopefully get everyone else from Valley on as well. So that too. But before we go any further into the actual show, because we, we have other stuff to talk about too, but that was, that was just a great, ah, that happened. All right. So girling, calm down. Sorry guys. Hey, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I don't care. Uh, all right, so we had to talk about our amazing sponsors at Parmax Hockey because you know you got you got to put a nice, you got to put the storm brew in a very you got cool the sock for the storm brew. It's great. Exactly. So make sure you go if you're looking for like any hockey equipment or looking for really great merch to wear based from a company in Raleigh. Uh, go to PrimalXHockey.com and use the code SearchCast to check it. You do get twenty percent off your order. They got, you know, blade protectors, they got tape, they got 
indoor and outdoor pucks. They have anything and everything you need. They even got buckets and like you know face protection, you know, for like the bubble mask or the cages and stuff like that. They even got a skate sharpener there too. So if you want to get your skate sharpened, make sure to do that. They actually now have a little like um, room area off their warehouse too, so like, you can go in and you know go go talk to them and you know shop some merch in there as well. And of course they have also amazing hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Like I said, they got koozies there. They're absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, so you can do you can pick up at the warehouse. They, they do international. They do. I know they do shipping in the United States for free. I think they're also on Amazon too, but um, just a great group over there at Primo X Hockey. There are OG before episode one sponsors. They've been with us. I think this is episode fifty nine of the podcast officially. So they've been with us for almost sixty episodes here at the Surge Cast. So we, grateful we, for we, them. We we appreciate them so much. So like I said, PrimoXHockey.com. Use the code SurgeCast to check out for twenty percent off your order. Shop local, support local. Great group of guys. Uh, out there and Raleigh is just yeah they're amazing but so we did have hockey a lot we did have hockey over the last couple of days since our last recording because we recorded Thursday with Kane Stats which was an absolutely amazing show the like thank you to everyone who listened to that show because the numbers are absolutely amazing only after a couple of days um and also thank you to everyone who did send the questions for Mike that was phenomenal just getting like I don't you guys have been super interactive, not just for Mike, but for Kane Stats and this entire week too. So you you yeah. guys are awesome. We oh yeah, even our Tuesday episode when we did when we talked when we recapped our weekend that we we should never ended. So it's been a great week over here at the Searchcast. You guys are absolutely amazing. But yeah, it's so we we had some hockey <laughs> over the last couple of days, and I have to say, um, Friday night's game was really fun to watch. I mean, another shutout. Anti-Ranta doing anti-Ranta things. It was just amazing to see. So we do have some really cool stat stuff to talk about. So yes, we got the stats are back. It's me doing the stats this time. It's not an amazing <laughs> guest. Um, I know I'm not Kane Stats. I'm sorry. I know I'm not. The, I'm not the the guy. So I'm sorry. Not that guy, pal. You're just not that guy. Um, <laughs> Take a step down, Zach. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he's got the brand. I mean, I don't. I don't have he it. Got I don't it have on it. lock. I, but since the Cam Ward Hall of Fame game, so Seth Jarvis, Aho Svechnikov line, the Taravainen, Kakaniemi, and Nietzsche's line, 15 goals, 4-0 and zero against. This was back on the 24th. So it might have changed a little bit. I'm not sure. Though, but that, that's a stat you have to throw out there for the fact that those guys, the, the top six pairing has been absolutely on it as of late. So, I mean, you love to see it. Just lights out hockey. You you could say for the for those two lines combined. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. Just absolutely amazing. So from NHL Public Relations, this was after the Anti-Ranta game. Anti-Ranta extended his home point streak to 10 games, 9-0-1, and became just the third goaltender in franchise history to post double a double-digit run. The others were Martin Gerber of 13 games back in the 05-06 season, and then Cam Ward of 12 in the 08-09 season. So Antiranta is in some pretty good company in terms of just continuing to stack up points good consistently. Yeah, well, points he, but like so wins in well games and stuff like that. Too. Yeah, it's a Papa Father Finn is doing just he's he. We have good goalies here in Carolina. I have to say Anderson between him and Anderson. I mean, phenomenal stuff. That's honestly, great. yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yes, Walworth said Antioranta is now 8-0-1 with a four, 1.47 goals against average and a 940 save percentage with three shutouts since December 27th. Is it just I, me or is Antioranta kind of good at hockey? I mean, I think, I think he's a little good at hockey. <laughs> I think he's pretty good. His goals against average and save percentage are the best by any NHL netminder that has played in nine games during that time. And his trio of of perfect performances are tied for first. Andrew Rodgers has played some really good hockey since December twenty seventh. Like my also, also if you pay attention to um, which, first of all, I have a signature on my jersey, which I love. But if you paid it, if you saw there was a video um, from the stadium series with the Finns playing a little game of like hitting the pucks of the football. Father Finn oh. came in second, so I think he's pretty, and it's pretty good at hockey. <laughs> I think he's pretty, pretty good at hockey. You know, so, sources might say that he's good at hockey. Um, so this was from I think it was yeah last night. Uh, Brent Burns he played a 737th consecutive game last night, tying Jay Bomeister for second longest Ironman streak by a defenseman in NHL history. Only Keith Yandel at 989 has a longer run. So Brent Burns right now is about 252 games away from hitting Keith Yandel's 989. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine if, could you imagine Brent Burns hitting a thousand games consecutive? Because well, I mean, Phil, hey, Phil, every, Phil Kessler, every season's Phil, got eighty-two. He sticks with it for a few more years. And... So basically, so basically, we need to sign Brent. So Brent Burns is on like his like, he's got two more years after this. So basically, we got to extend him for another couple seasons <laughs> and have him hit a thousand as a hurricane. Oh I think I think, I think that'd be, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Imagine that. That would be phenomenal. You know, you know what I would love to see though. I would love to see like maybe like a Sebastian Ajo or like a Seth Jarvis or someone like who's been with the Kings their entire career hit a thousand games oh in their my career. Gosh. And it's all Carolina, nowhere else. That would be fantastic. And then one basically more... pulling a Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves move with the Canes. That'd be oh too Ooh. soon. Ooh. Too, <laughs> too, too soon. soon. <laughs> Beth's gonna be so upset. I'm sorry, Beth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oof, does I'm so sorry. God, I ain't breaking it to her. <laughs> I, I uh, mean, I, I wish he, they were staying for her sake. Yeah, but... yeah. Um, here's our last. Here, here's our last bit of information. I also for... wish they were staying for our sake because I don't want anything good for the Rangers. No. <laughs> No. Absolutely not. Uh, so this from this is from NHL underscore Watcher on Twitter. Just Barry Cook in the Emmy has nine points, four goals, and five assists in his last eleven games. I guess you could say Cook in the Emmy's on, on a on a little bit of a hot streak, don't you think? A little I bit mean, of a sizzle. I mean, Jules was a little upset last night because we wasted a KK goal. Uh, I don't blame her. A little upset yeah. last night. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, we we saw a really great pass by by uh, Slavin get you know going to the wayside. Slavin also had to put it in the back of the net that he missed. So, hey, he's the he's the best defensive defenseman in hockey. He can't just do everything. <laughs> he needed two last night. <laughs> 
I'll admit it. Wow. I'll wow. admit it. Oh, Coming from the number one Slavin fan. Well, I mean, he did a lot, but the one that, that game. Hey, she's a fan. She's not delusional. <laughs> yes. So that's fair. <laughs> but no, Friday's game, though, was absolutely amazing. Anti Ranta just, you know, absolutely played out of his mind. Great win. Last night, I mean, it's hockey. Anything can happen. I mean, the Coyotes have beaten the Maple Leafs multiple times over the last, you know, little while. The Ducks have beaten us. I mean, the, her plus the Hurricanes played a lot of games recently too. So it's well, on, a, wait, on so, end of a back to back, and you know, it, it is. So I saw I mean, someone say, I I saw someone say that we don't normally look like a team that's playing a back to back, but last night we did look like a team that was playing a back to back. Um, yeah. Another another like just reminder is the Ducks beat the Caps and the Caps beat the Rangers. So like anything can happen in hockey. Like it's just like oh, yeah. a, any given day. Um, my my one take from that game with the Ducks is, of course, we're gonna have a loss here every now and then. And of course, my one take though is it gave me some, and it's it's kind of a positive one. Um, it gave me some familiarity of when we played uh, the Coyotes oh, yeah. um, just because we had the better, like we were, had the better game. We had all the offensive push. We were setting up things nonstop and we couldn't get the puck to bounce our way. And it was like, we should have had so many more goals. Their goalie was on top of it. Granted, we hit a lot straight into his chest. We needed to get a little bit more different with our shots. Um, their response was better in this game than it was against the Coyotes, even though you could see that they were starting to get frustrated and kind of just try to jam anything they could into the heavily crowded ducks into the ice. Um, I'm not upset with the loss. I mean, I never like losing, but it's but at least we didn't get like shut out like the Arizona game. And no, actually... and it's more, it's more, it hurts more because it's trade week. Everyone's going to react a little harsher because it's trade week. So, oh, 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 believe me, it's been, you know, it's that time of year when everyone's going to start losing their minds over possible trades and, you know, missing out on some players and stuff like that because mm, it, my it has been, it has been confirmed by multiple sources on Twitter from big no name team, hockey guys. Though. Yep. Team, we had the Hurricanes are officially on Team of Meyer and it's, not because the Hurricanes quit on that. It's they just, were basically told that they don't have enough compared to the other two contenders, well, which are now Vegas and uh, the Devils. Or they're I not also, willing. They're not willing to give up. I what, think. Yeah. Um, Jules and Colin said this morning is we think it was. So the Sharks are doing this big like bidding auction thing, kind of going back and forth with all these teams. They're, they're, um, and they're, I honestly, they're trying to raise the price on. They're trying I, to make honestly, teams over, Waddell, I honestly think Waddell was finally fed up with that. And also he wasn't going to, I fully think he wasn't giving up Jarvis. And no. I think at this point he was just like, we're done. I'm not playing this game. You can, I'm not going to play into whatever you want, but it has to benefit us both. And it's not. So yeah, I it, don't it, want the devils to get him, but also if they do, and if they pay an extraordinary amount, That'll hurt them long run. Yeah, because they're because initially it was a first, a top prospect and two Bs. Now it turned into like the devil's gonna have like Dawson Mercer of like who's really good at a young age. Give him up. 
and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, it basically just turned into, okay, we'll start one-upping each other and see where we can get and get more out of you. And it, like you said, Kat, it's like Don Waddell is not going to fall, fall for that type of crap. He's like, I'm not going to go and sell the farm for a team of Meyer and then give him a massive contract extension. Because I know, I know Bailey, me and you talked about it on Twitter. It's like it wasn't like the AAV was the bad part. It was the assets going away. And I think for yeah. me, it's kind of both. Because I mean, it, but you it, think it, about it, it too. We have how much to play with in cap space? It, like it, it, it's it not... is ten million. It is ten yeah. million. But you're at. But Timo Meyer is asking for nine per year. Or is who are we going to give that 10? other two million though? Into though, like what? What else better do we have to spend on that? I don't right. think it was what we were going to pay him. I think it's who we were going to give up. Yes, I don't well, think that, they that's wanted, what I'm saying. I well, didn't no, want to bet the farm. They didn't want to bet the farm on one player. And well, granted, that's not a bad strategy because if you're going to say, well, you're not going to do anything if you don't get that one key piece to make a run into playoffs. If you look on the timeline, there's been plenty of people that have, and Kane Stats is one of them, that have pointed out teams that have done just that. The Blues yeah. went on and won it without having doing that. There have they, been teams they, that have yeah. been giant trades and done big moves. And then lost to teams that didn't do anything. So, uh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously it works out sometimes. I mean, not that it was a huge splash, but the Avalanche who won it last year are great examples of it. Giving they, up they, Tyson Jost. They, to... well, they, they got, well, they got a lot of like depth. They got like Cogliano, a bunch of like depth pieces. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like huge news. I mean, Florida gave up a good bit to go get Drew. That didn't happen. Look at this year. Got him <laughs> a president's trophy. Woohoo. Want a cookie? I mean, oh. look, what the, look, what, look what the Panthers did this offseason. They, <laughs> they, they, they went out and got Matthew Kachuk, and they are riddled with problems. Like, mm-hmm. injuries and everything. Another, like, I don't know if they're even a, for a hunt for a wild card spot right now. Like, yeah, it's one of those things where it has to work. I mean, look at the Kings team that won it back in 05-06. They got Doug Waite and Mark Recchi. Those guys were good. But people weren't like they weren't like huge, huge like that's a huge big name player. Let's go get that guy. Yeah, it's not it's not like the Hurricanes and like oh let's go get Timu Solani from the Ducks or yeah. something like that or, or let's go get like Daniel Alfredson or someone huge in that time that was doable to go get. It's like that just wasn't going to work. And even now, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like look at the team that went back to the playoffs for the first time. Like, this team wasn't, you know, like, the absolute – they had superstar world-beater guys in their first year. A lot of people thought the Hurricanes weren't going to do anything with Rod in the first year, and he got them to a conference final. So it's just it, – and, like, what Mike was saying when we were talking to him, it's about character and chemistry. And right now this team has got so much chemistry, it's almost to the point where, like, you don't want to mess that up. I think what – I think they even said on Kane's cast, too, was it's the chemistry that's really working for this team. So it's like, why would you want to go ruin it? Because let's get big name player X and throw him in here and let's figure out the lines afterwards. Well, it also shows why we're where we are couch GMs that are online. GMs. Like there's a reason that Don is in charge of it because we're all <laughs> yeah. feeling the pressure of this week where some of us already like to put like, I'm all in on this and all this. He is taking the time to look through all the different pieces and be like, what is going to fit us the best? He's not just going to overreact because it's, you know, the pressure of this week. And it's, it's a big pressure. And But we don't see all that. Like, we can have our little stat cards. We can look how a, t- a player is producing. But you're never going to know as much in-depth as they are going to know on the back end. Between them, as the uh, GMs talking to each other, talking to the coaches, players 
talk, discussing with players that have played with him, saying like, how would he fit in here? Different things like yeah. that. So I, I know it always feels like the Canes aren't going big enough, but if you look at what we did on this off season, so a lot of teams, like you mentioned Florida and our teams, they went on all these big purchases, like they gave up a lot and went on all these big purchases, but they didn't, they're struggling with that. Like they didn't get a lot of like for those big moves, they're not, a lot of them aren't getting rewarded this season. And we did some big moves and like, yeah, some of them didn't turn out, but we also made sure with those big moves that we weren't giving up anything that was going to, if those moves failed, that we would be hurting. And that's what we do a lot is we're never going to put a hole in our team and try to fill it with something. If that thing doesn't work out, then we're stuck with that hole. Like we always make sure that we are taken care of, whether it be with our prospects or with our rookies or we're bringing in some veteran pieces. So I know it's stressful. <laughs> and I also am like, can we just drop what we're doing so I can stop stressing and watching what everyone is, all these big takes mm-hmm. and all yeah. these other teams are doing. But I mean, we also just got to like kind of trust the process. Um, yeah. I am very, so I do really like Schmaltz and I think I will be a little more disappointed if something like that doesn't happen. Um, but I could yeah. see us also bringing in a, a defender here as well. So we'll just have yeah. to see. Yeah, I, yeah, I know Schmaltz. Like Schmaltz has been kind of more of like a guy who's come up more recently in a lot of the talks, and a lot of people. Well, are but kind he's of, connected to a few different teams too, so right. I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up for no, him. I, no, not really. But so it's like, chicken. Yeah. So we're, we we're also the, like did did anyone see us as like when we got burns and when we got patches? Did anyone see that coming? No, the, that was that was like. I think we were all on spaces just talking, and it's just like, boom, there's one. Boom, there's a second one. And you're just like. soon as we ended one of them, like we ended up hopping on another, and we were like, holy fuck, this just happened. All right, there's our first There's our first one. On the <laughs> he waited time. to drop it once Mike was gone. <laughs> a minute and nine seconds. <laughs> a minute and nine seconds? We're an hour in, dog. <laughs> an hour, whatever. It's. He's still a little starstruck. <laughs> can you blame I, me <laughs> i mean there were so many questions i had for him i i wanted to ask him about interviewing um little brenda moore because that interview at that alumni game was hilarious mm-hmm. like he said what did your dad say to you before you went on the ice and score and he's like nothing it was the most brenda moore-esque interview and then he was like, oh, so are you are you going back on? He's like, no. And he's like, okay, so you're retiring? And he was like, well, I wouldn't call it retiring. And I was like, this is the most Brenda Moore thing. <laughs> so, what so what you're saying is the apple didn't too far from, fall far from didn't the tree. Didn't too far. <laughs> <laughs> Butchered that. Oh, my gosh. Zach, we appreciate you. <laughs> Whatever. Zach, anyway. Zach didn't know when he got co-host he'd be bullied. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to trade talks. Yeah, of course, I, yeah. I had, had to bring the twins on, and now I'm just getting absolutely just dummy <laughs> by these two. Good grief! What, what did welcome. I create? What, what did I create for myself? <laughs> just an hey, all star podcast. About, you didn't even ask me about cat. You did that to yourself, chief. <laughs> <laughs> Not upset about it. <laughs> Not upset at all about it. So I mean. Out. You just needed someone to keep you accountable on the forgotten canes. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 
Yeah, well, there is no Forgotten Kings Day because we were too much going on. A little, a little too much going on. I was actually prepared. Wow! Look at you! Wow! 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 Um, But yeah, no. In terms of like Schmal to be a great pick, I mean, twenty six, like under five and a half, it would be a great deal. But so many guys. I mean, Chicker would be good. That's going to be a I lot mean, to get Chicker. And the thing is, people keep bringing up, well, you can't just throw Schmaltz on the fourth line. Well, you can really throw him anywhere you want because we don't run lines I was going, here. I was and he's going, also, he plays, he, we can put him on the power play. Like, yeah. I was, I was sitting here going back and forth with this guy about Chicker. And I was like, it, like, we're looking for a left-handed defenseman. That's not a bad look. If we have the assets available to give him up, depending on what Arizona is willing to take for him. It's going like to be that, like. It's gonna be like high prospects and draft picks, which which I mean, we could swing that. That's exactly yeah, what we were we, willing to give up for Timo Meyer. Yeah, exactly. It would just like, be for a defenseman and not it's adding only, to our It's line. only when it gets to a roster player that we are not wanting yes. to bend. And, and this guy, and, this guy's sitting here, and he's like, "Chickering doesn't make any sense." I'm like, "You're you're not gonna take Slavin off the first line. You're not gonna take Pesci or Shea off their uh, spots." Like, there's too much chemistry there. The only spot that makes sense for him is DeHaan. And imagine putting DeHaan on that third line. He's calling Chikrin a first line or a first pair guy. Imagine putting him on that third line. That just adds so much depth to our blue line. Here, 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 already, like, we've already proven Chatfield can play first. Why wouldn't you guys absolutely. two guys technically would be first? And, any other any <laughs> other team, they'd be first line. And their third line for us? That's awesome. that's what I'm you sitting here trying to explain. Like, how does that not make sense? And the guy's like, "Well, hey, we can't get him for free." And I'm like, "No, we. I mean, we have the cap space." And he was like, "It's too expensive." I was like, "We have the cap space to make it work." He was like, "Okay, okay, no, 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 no. just wait." He goes, "Dude, <laughs> dude, let me explain this to you. This is not how this works. It's not for free." And I'm like, "Dude, don't talk to me like I'm five. I know how this works." <laughs> Wow, we got really ranty. <laughs> Way to get ranty. Sorry, I had to go off. <laughs> no, you're that. good. No, like... you're good. No, and you can even talking. say, you can even say, okay, I'm sorry. If you're talking to Chikrin, like a player like Chikrin, and you're like, do you want to play first line on a last place team, or would you like to play third line? on a first place team where you're not even technically, yeah, you're third line, but you're going to see a lot of ice time. You'll probably see special teams I, and like, you'll have a lot of, they'll depend a lot on you still. And I, if that, one of the guys above you goes out, Rod will trust you to you move go. you up. Well, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing that Look like, at what we, we did with Domi. We big know fish, small pond, medium fish, me, like bigger, but what? You. Like it's easy. It's yeah, easy. Well, and, and that's the thing. And that's the thing that people have to realize too, is the fact that like, we, and we keep saying this, and Rod has said this multiple times. Like, there's no lines in Carolina. Like, we have like we have Nason playing on the power play unit. Like, and he's a four, fourth, he's a line, fourth guy. line guy. Tell me like, you don't understand Kane's hockey without telling me you don't understand Kane's. Like, like, like what Cat said last week, the Canes don't make sense. But if you actually like, if you're if you're a massive Canes fan, which a lot of us are, 
Like you it makes still- sense to us, but to an outsider who's starting to immerse themselves in the team and consider or, the or, Kansas or, second team. Or, ju- or just not a fan of the Canes at all, but think that... No, Grant, maybe, Grant maybe and I were sitting in the car yesterday and he was like, the Canes, they just don't make sense. Like, you guys mm-hmm. do this and this and this. And it's so weird. And it, it like, it, I, my brain just can't wrap around it. I was like, Grant, welcome to experiencing Canes hockey. Welcome and, to and the, and But that's the thing that's like, <laughs> like, 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 both of you said it perfectly. Like, Chickering would see the power play. He would probably see the penalty. Like, he'll see... A bunch of ice time because imagine like, Chickren power uh, quarterbacking that power play, power play two or power play one. Power play, got, yeah, and then you got Bray Shade quarterbacking the other power play because our power play has gotten better with him as one as one of our defensemen. I was gonna say him or Brent Burns because you can't mm-hmm. take Brent Burns. All right, they could technically run both of them at the same time. Really, either way though, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like the Hurricanes are not like other teams. Like everyone will see. If you look at the time on ice, there's not a lot of guys that are pushing mid-20s consistently or almost 30 minutes a night. I mean, it's – I think going into the third period, I think Burns and Slava both had like 15 minutes. But even then, it's like – the thing is, like, all these guys will get ice time because it doesn't matter what line or what deep area you're on. You're going to see consistent ice time across the board. So it's like – where people are like, well, this guy has to go in this line or this line has to go in this pair. And it's like, doesn't really have to. We can put him in where we need him, and it's going to work regardless because that's how this team has been since Rod and those guys took over and Gleason and Daniels. It's It makes sense. Well, it makes me think of last, like, um, a couple of podcasts ago by Mile High when Joel and them were talking about, they're like, why is Kale McCarr playing so many minutes? We're going to run him ragged. Why do you need? Why does it matter if one guy is playing so many minutes? You want to like, yeah, third line, but like they're gonna get some minutes. Everyone's you gonna can't get rely. So I don't want to see Slavin playing mm-hmm. so many dang minutes during a game because then he's gonna get tired, and that's I think, when mistakes happen. I think and it's nice when you have a player you can put that trust in, but at the same time, you're gonna burn the kid out. Yeah, you're you're you can't lean that heavily. On a guy like Makar. Well, and, and that's and that's why you see the deterioration of Seabrook and Keith in Chicago because when the Hawks won their last cup with Keith, he was playing like dang near almost thirty minutes a game. Like this dude was a clock in like mid to upper twenties. Yeah, like it's like, a good it, option to have a player be able to be, play that many minutes. You don't want to make it a consistent thing. So you no, because you lean player. That- Sorry, continue. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say you lean too heavy on a player like that, and you're almost hurting the guys underneath him there, too. Yeah. Because what's going to happen when, I mean, we're seeing it now, Makar is going to be out. It says day to day, but it's concussion that one of their guys floofed on. So it's going to be a few weeks. Yeah. So Imagine just, when you that happens and you don't have a guy who you can rely on as heavily because you're not giving him the time of day that he needed to be given. Right, and that's why that's why that's why they're playing well. Yeah, that's why that's why I like what Brendan Moore and Gleason and all those guys are doing is the fact that they're keeping it in a range where it's almost not like exactly the same, but it, it, it's within a couple minutes across the board for everybody. So depending, of course, you're depending on special teams. Some guys might play a little bit more than others because, you know, that stuff type of happens. We get like three, four penalties a game. Those guys might get a little bit more time. But for like five on five or anything like that, 
you see a more balanced timesheet with our defensemen. Doesn't, that's our, why really, doesn't our second line defenders play more minutes than our first? Isn't that been more common? I feel like Shea uh, and Pesci have played more, have a little more minutes than Burns and Slavin, but I might be wrong. I'm not sure about that. I have to go look and, and see exactly what I mean. Come on. I Kane Stats would know that immediately. I'm just kidding. I'm not Kane Stats. <laughs> Give me a break here, all right? Gosh, I got enough going on as it is. Bailey's looking it up. <laughs> You're don't, talking don't. to the girl who knows way too much about not having the time. Leave me, <laughs> leave it out of it. You have no excuses. You need to go like this. Small is violin. Don't, don't make me bring up field pass hockey, Bailey. Do not make me bring that up. That's low. <laughs> oh, no. I've already talked to a head guy about that, so leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, the low, only thing that's low-hanging fruit, if I try to reach down there, I might get bit by Brand Marchand because he's so low to the ground, but you know, that is what it is. And that's where the the man that got so. taken out by a ref. <laughs> Wes McCauley is an absolute legend. I mean. I don't normally yeah. like Wes McCauley. I liked him in that moment. Yeah. I just can't believe Brad Marchand's close to a million and a half total for fines and everything else. Like. I, I wish I was. A, I wish I had a million and a half just to throw around for no reason to be a scumbag in the NHL. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it is what it is. From you know the the Arizona. I mean, the game from last night against the Ducks. It is what it is. That's Nothing you can do about it. Ducks. But look John, at what other teams John, have John, John Yeah. Gibson. No. I know. <laughs> Gibson just played out of his mind. <laughs> he did he did but he, we also shot a lot into his chest we didn't get creative i, th- I no, think that, had, that I th- was I the biggest he, problem i think he's had like 350 save games in this last month alone so the dude's <laughs> gibson good just... for him good for john gibson i don't understand why we continually and for the most part consistently tend to make goalies look like besnikan bits because but, because our offense is so potent and we just can't get the pucks in the net, so that's why we give them like forty safe. We had the okay. shots to do okay. it. Okay, okay, all right. For all <laughs> of you, for all of you who are so scared, and the New York Rangers live rent free in your mind. Guess who lost to the Ducks, three to two. The Rangers. The Rangers. I mean, the Ducks have, like I said, the Ducks have beaten a lot of teams. The, I mean, the, the Blackhawks beat a, they went on a four game winning streak, beating a lot of playoff teams. I mean, they've bad beaten teams Colorado, be- they've beaten Dallas. I think I saw a stat recently that said, I think like the bottom five teams went on a run of like 19 wins and like six losses. And was it, I forget what the rest, but they, they, they won like 19 games in the last Washington. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the bottom five just got, they're just playing ridiculously good hockey all dummy of a hockey they don't, right well now. they don't have anything to lose and yeah. they have a good goalie and top teams play down when they are playing a lower team because they think it's going to be an easier game and those teams yeah. like the coyotes and like the ducks are gonna be annoying to play against because yeah. they're just like they're all in your way they're gonna do whatever they can to get it in the net and they're not going to be fancy with it they're just going to make you make mistakes because you're taking it I'm not saying the Canes didn't take it seriously, but you know it's a different mindset of going to play the Ducks compared to playing like the Rangers. Yeah, for sure. 
So uh, this upcoming week, the Hurricanes play Vegas on Wednesday. Hurricanes after dark this week. Let's go. <laughs> 10 o'clock Eastern Wednesday night against the Vegas Golden Knights. And then Friday night. I did not time that yawn, but it's right. <laughs> uh, Friday night, 930, the Arizona Coyotes. So maybe we get a revenge game on the Yotes in co- at Mullet Arena slash Arizona State's Hockey Arena. Because why not? Maybe a quick preview of us uh, stealing maybe Schmaltz and Chikrin. <laughs> or see how Honestly, that goes. See, I know we weren't originally talking about getting a defenseman in our trades before the deadline, but ever since Chikrin talk is kind of talked up a little bit more, I'm like foaming at the mouth. Well, <laughs> like thinking after, of him on that third line. Yeah. <laughs> or that after, third we, after we're not probably going to get a, pl- a bigger player like Timo, they've talked more about getting more than one and a defender would be one. So it makes sense. Yeah. Want to be upset. Love it. Um, and then next Saturday, it's a three o'clock game at home against Tampa Bay Lightning. So Sunday. That is a game. Sunday. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That Sunday. is a game that I think is kind of important for us to not get in our heads. We have, we have a win. lot of games this month. I mean, well, yeah, so, it's the month of March. It's gonna get crazy for everybody. Uh, like it, that's what every, uh, it's gonna be. It's every other so starting Wednesday. It's almost every other day. We get two days off on the fifteenth and sixteenth of March after the Winnipeg game. Then it's back to back Toronto Friday night, Philadelphia Saturday night on the seventeenth and eighteenth. Two days off, and then they got the Rangers on the road, and then two days later they got the Rangers at home. For a four-game homestand, then we end the month in Detroit on the thirtieth. Yeah, so we're yeah, what we'll, get ready for a stretch run of games that are going to just be almost every other. It's going to be every other night for the rest of the month with a couple back-to-backs and a lot of repeat teams mm-hmm. too. Which it's going to make things very interesting because the fact we got the Rangers back to almost back-to-back games and we got New Jersey on the twelfth of March. Yeah, this is going to be. Just intense to say the least. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be crazy, but I mean, uh, so I know we're not doing Forgotten Canes because we not I don't think any of us outside of Cat really even thought about doing it today, but look at that smug little grin on her face too. <laughs> you didn't tell me we weren't doing it, so I thought I'd be prepared for the episode with Mike. <laughs> I thought I, thought I almost about thought it. about texting Mike saying, "Hey, come prepared with the forgotten cane. I can send you the spreadsheet." And then I was like, "No, I don't want to take up too much of his time. He might have an off day, but I'm not going to be greedy." Yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't even think about it. So, but you know what? But like I said, big shout out to Mike for coming on. That was so much fun. It's I mean, huge, huge, huge. But yeah, <laughs> like I said, having him on was great. Yeah, we got we got one fourth. Of the belly spores Quran. Now we got. Now we got to fight. Now I just need it. Hannah Yates to text me back. We need. We need to find a way to get get in touch with Shane Willis because that would be a fantastic interview. And then if we oh can get Trip too. If if we get the OG Big Kaniac on the podcast, oh with, with his with his pup, yes, Frank always make an appearance. Yes, hey, we we <laughs> got dig we got dig in with Trip. That's for sure. But Absolutely. this was a lot of fun today. This was this was a great episode. It's not our usual two hour show, two and a half hours. We're, we're hey, we kept it, it short for an hour and a half today, guys. I'm proud. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> well, I mean, when you, when you get when you get Mike on the podcast, you know it's you know 
it's 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 a big deal. It's a it's yes. a big it's a big yes. deal. Like I said, thank you to everyone who sent us questions. I'm sorry we couldn't get to everyone's. There was a lot of two parters, a lot of three parters. A lot of the questions were kind of the same too, so we didn't want to like start repeating questions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But thank you to everyone who sent us questions. We got a lot. It was like a, we had a good we had a good few. Um, but yeah, this was fun. This was, oh, like, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, again, we already talked to him about it. But again, Mike, if you're still listening, um, we appreciate you taking the time out of your off day to come and hang out with a bunch of jerks. So we, yes. we appreciate it more than, you know, hopefully next time we get you on and you can have your camera and we can make you blush in person <laughs> <laughs> and actually see it. Yes. That, yes. Hey, hey. He's an Emmy winner. Put some respect on him. Yes, we want to see. <laughs> we, we have some bucket list items now that he's all a big shot and everything. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I can hear Billy Joel just singing. I think you're a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we just Midwestern goodbye this episode, like we usually do, Kat, where can people find you on the socials? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Kaniactric, talking everything hockey, normally giving play-by-play and little rants about whatever game is going on, whether I'm there or watching it back home. Um, you can also find me on TikTok and Instagram at KVTHunter74. Um, I probably will have a trade deadline video coming out this week because why not? Um, and then of course I help with the 5G SN, uh, TikTok as well. It's spelled out though. And it's five F I V E game S N on TikTok. And if you're looking for other socials for the network, um, it's at Twitter, it's five and a game S N all spelled out. Um, and then YouTube, it's all condensed at five, the number and then G S N. Awesome stuff. Bailey Curtis, where can people find you on the socials? You can find me on Twitter at Bailey Curtis, and that is Bailey with two Y's. Um, lots of things, uh, Carolina Hurricanes hockey, uh, trade deadlines coming up, so talk's going to be picking up. Um, oh, gosh. So it's going to be great. Um, I'm going to need, need more storm brews for that <laughs> My one. birthday falls on the second, and I'm going to be way too stressed to celebrate, so I can't spend like the March, entire March day on birthdays, Twitter. baby, let's go. I'll I'm going to be very go. short with people on Twitter that they're going to give me weird takes, and I'm going to be just like, no, 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 <laughs> no. I yeah I need I need some of your restraint. <laughs> I think I'm too nice, <laughs> but um, not as nice as this guy apparently. apparently. According to yeah, people. we've already ranked it. It goes nicest Zach, you, and then me. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, if you're right. looking for a little bit more of a personal aspect into my life, you can go follow me over on Instagram at Bailey Lynn Curtis. Um, I do things over on the YouTube side and I'm finally getting everything downloaded and ready to get uploaded. Um, so you should see a bunch of notifications going on. If you have that bell turned on, if you don't go ahead and click that bell so you don't miss an episode when they start getting uploaded. Um, and be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Um, we've got some awesome episodes, uh, getting up on the YouTube here soon. Such a backlog. It is a huge backlog. So you'll have something to keep you busy on road trips or to keep your mind off of like trying to play couch GM and let us do it for you. Um, so yeah, we've got some awesome, uh, <laughs> if you need time during the summer to get through the off season, just go watch all of our backlog. Relive episodes. the cane season through us. It'll be great. If you're feeling um, stressed and you need someone to give a kind of like, Hey guys, just calm down. 
We're there to help. We you. have two and a half hour <laughs> episodes for you, <laughs> for you to yell at the entire time. But yeah, uh, definitely go check out the YouTube. Um, and yeah, I look forward to chatting with you guys in the comment section over there. I think you also write too for. Yes. Uh, if, so if I'm taking, yes, I, you'll notice if you follow any of my stuff, I'm taking a bit of a break because I'm trying to sort out some personal stuff in my life. But if you guys are interested in some of my feats outside of Canes mm -hmm. hockey, I do also write and cover the Colorado Eagles for a lovely little company called Field Pass Hockey. Uh, awesome group over there. They, uh, Andrew Rinaldi, the, um, the Wolves writer, he's got some great content for the Canes affiliate, so go check him out. But if you're interested in some of the things that I am doing, um, I cover the Eagles, and you can find me over on Twitter at FPH Eagles. Yes, definitely have to go check out the writings. Very good. Uh, you can find me at One True Zach on Twitter. That's Oni True Zach spelled out perfectly. Makes it really mm -hmm. easy. Um, Instagram side of things, it's Zach R Martin twenty two. If you want to go like a just personal hobby stuff that i like you know out you know obviously hockey but D and a whole bunch of other things as well um i'm also a writer at field pass oh, hockey. really yes yes <laughs> uh, dropping a lot of uh articles over there as of the last couple months uh i'm the charlotte checkers writer uh you can check me out at fph checkers on twitter or you go to fieldpasshockey.com and just search me or bailey uh, you can find all of our articles there, but if you click the if you click the link in my personal Twitter bio, it'll take you to the whole page where it's just nothing but my articles and some podcast appearances too over there at the Holy Grail. A great group over great there. Great podcast. Go give it a listen. Yeah, the really great stuff with Dan Weinheimer, Zach Power, Corey Schwartz, Andrew Rinaldi as well. Really great stuff. I know Jeremy Paul was there for uh, a while too. He, I think he's on a bit of a break, but I've been kind of helping out over there a little bit as of recently too. Um, but also make sure to check out the SearchCast on Twitter and Instagram at the SearchCast, just like our YouTube handle. Uh, and there's a link tree in both of those uh, on Instagram and Twitter to go check out our link tree where to listen to the podcast, where to go watch, check out our amazing sponsor, Primal Axe Hockey. Again, make, like I said, big thanks to them. All that good stuff. So luckily, all of our soldiers are pretty much the same at the SearchCast. We got very lucky with that. So make sure to go check out all of that. Go check out the link trees to find all that good stuff. Just to keep up with us and keep up with your Carolina Hurricanes while you're drinking a storm brew. And if you can get it, because unfortunately I can't, I, I can't either. I have to drive, I actually have to drive to North Carolina to get it. So, I mean, and of course, we and of course, this is the episode that we featured Mike that we also have to plug uh, the Canes cast as well. Oh, we have to, yeah, obviously, you guys should be listening to it, but in case you're not and you want a little bit more of Mike in your life. Which yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't, because I mean, as you guys witnessed, he's fantastic. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you, well, I mean, you can't you can't talk about Mike without talking about the amazing Shane Willis, because I mean, he's another co-host. They actually just had Scott Burnside on uh, on the mm -hmm. last episode, which was absolutely another amazing. guest that we have to try for. Yes, definitely have to get him for sure. We have, we have a long <laughs> list of guests we need to get on at some point, but no, like I said, big thanks to Mike. This was a fun episode and a little oh, bit yeah. over an hour and a half now because of the fact our plugs, our plugs take forever. We got so much going on, guys. Like, mm -hmm. what are we doing here? We're kind of successful here a little bit. We got a lot hey, going on. I'm so I, I, unfortunately, our, all of our Spreaker numbers need to get moved over to RSS. But as of right now, we're over 1,500 downloads. If we go by our old Spreaker numbers, I think we're somewhere near like 1,900 downloads as a podcast. And we've been around for a year in like two weeks. So oh, our first yeah. our, our first episode was February seventh, and a year and 
almost I think a year and three weeks later. We're uh, almost at 2,000 downloads as a podcast. So thank you to Heck all the search yeah. crackers for all the support over the last year. We can't wait to bring you more stuff. We're what actually coming. Do you call them search crackers? Search, search trackers. trackers. Oh my gosh, cat! Search trackers. I need to go to bed. <laughs> no, cat is cat is the ticket. Bailey didn't say anything, and I was like, "Because mm, Bailey knows I what know I said." I, I know. I I thought he said trackers. I I, I see did. where you could hear the C. I said trackers. But... I know. I, I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> All the surge. Trackers. <laughs> All right. Oh, we need to go to bed. <laughs> Until next time for season two, episode 36. I'm Zach. I'm Bailey. <laughs> I'm Kat. And we'll see you next time here. Uh, yeah.